Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. My guest, my brother in life and in uh, having the sniffles right now, which we will try to keep under control for the sake of listeners. Chris Lambert is here, sir. Hello. Unfortunately, we are talking about Silent Hill (laughs) Revelation from 2012, a bad movie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I touched on it slightly at the end of the last episode when this got announced, but I think the first Silent Hill movie is is really good. Like, as a movie, it's good. As an adaptation of a video game, which are notoriously bad news up until The Last of Us. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple others, but up until The Last of Us, I think Silent Hill was my favorite. It does change some things here and there from the story of the game, but like nails the tone and the visuals and the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I I do remember liking it quite a lot. And then along came this one and flushed all that goodwill <laughs> right down the toilet. I remember I was angry at the time because Silent Hill 2 is my favorite video game ever, 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 ever. And I remember being pissed off when this movie came out and was a movie was an adaptation of the third game because that's like a direct sequel to the first game and that they skipped the second one. Now I'm really glad they didn't (laughs) for two reasons. First off, because now Christoph Gans, who did the first movie, is coming back to do that movie now. They're working on it right now. That's awesome. I didn't know that. So, Yeah, Return to Silent Hill. So there will be a movie of Silent Hill 2. Please don't fuck it up. But if if in 2012, MJ Bassett, <laughs> director of this film, who at the time, not to dead, not to dead name, I don't do that, but at at the time that this movie was made, was made this movie was went by Michael Bassett and has now transitioned and is so our first there's not a lot of trans directors so that's something you got the Wachowskis that's all go to the World's Fair and this is the only three I can think of there's probably more but yeah if if MJ Bassett had made a film of the second game it would have been like this and I'd be I'd be even more angry so <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that now in hindsight that that did not happen. Yeah, honestly I was I was quite surprised that I mean I had seen this one before but I had forgotten it pretty much. But I was very surprised that that Sean Bean and Rada Mitchell is that how you say her name? Rada? Rada? Yeah. I I was surprised that they came back for this. <laughs> well, they caught Rada Mitchell on her lunch break and filmed because she's in it. <laughs> she's in it for four seconds. And Sean Bean being in it and right up front immediately is a huge problem with this movie because I know you're not probably as into the games as I am. But the thing about the third game is you don't know that it's a direct sequel because Silent Hill 1 came out, Silent Hill 2 came out, It's a completely different story, completely different characters set in the same place. And then Silent Hill 3 came out. 
you don't know until three quarters of the way through that game, maybe halfway through, that it's a direct sequel to the first game. The movie gives it away immediately. The second you see Sean Bean, you're like, well, wait a second. That's the guy from the first movie. This is. (laughs) Oh, so she's the kid. You don't know in the game that you're the little girl from the first game, now a teenager, until halfway through that game. And in the movie, it's immediate. So any air of mystery is gone immediately. So that's bad decision number one. (laughs) (laughs) And you have, yeah, and in the game, you only discover that, oh, Harry Mason, or I'm sorry, because in the first, Christopher De Silva is Harry Mason, the character from the first game, the character from the first movie. When he's dead, you come home and you find him dead and all of his like notes are like and then you learn the truth about yourself and who he was and who you are, you know. So, so wait. So that was a cool that was that was a cool surprise in the third game. They're like, oh shit, this is a direct sequel to the first game. And in the movie, that's all ripped away because you see Sean Bean immediately and you're like, Oh fuck, okay. So this is just a sequel to the first movie. <laughs> so so wait, hold on. I, I have I never got very far into into three when I did play it. So okay. you're telling me that when they made this movie, they had a chance to kill Sean Bean and they didn't take it. That's the thing. This is this is a movie where Sean Bean absolutely, based on the source material, should die and doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. It's real wrongheaded. Yeah, and MJ Bassett's done a bunch of. I'm I'm assuming this put them in movie jail because they've done a bunch of TV sense, some Ash versus Evil Dead, and some other you know. So they're doing okay, but just yeah, this this movie's not it, man, not it. So our main character, Sharon De Silva, Asterix, not her real name, <laughs> is played by Adelaide Clemens, who. Watching it the other day, we're rewatching it for the first time in a long time the other day. I was like, well, she just never did anything again, right? This movie destroyed her. But no, she's been in so she was in that Under the Banner of Heaven thing with Andrew Garfield recently. She's on that show Rectify, which I've I've never seen, so that might be why I didn't recognize it. So she's she's doing okay too. This didn't really ruin anyone except me. Well, to tell you the truth, the first time I saw this movie, I thought she was Michelle Williams for like the first half of the movie. She has very Michelle Williams face, yes. <laughs> well, the thing and the other thing was they never even contact because uh, what's Jordell Furland? Is that her name? Jodell jo- Yeah, who played the little who played the little girl in the first movie had aged up because this is uh, several years after the first movie came out. Had aged uh, up to probably an appropriate age. Yeah, it was it was like six years between the two movies. But they didn't want to cast her. They never even reached out to her because they didn't want to. I'm assuming they didn't want to give away the secret that it's her right away. But you already are. What second you show Sean Bean? So what are you even talking about? <laughs> I th- I think I think this. I think Adelaide Clemens looks more like the character in the game, which was yeah. the big. Because that's the thing with this one. See, a good ad- adaptation, the, the first Silent Hill movie nails the look of the game, nails some, you know. But this one's just like throwing things from the game at the wall so that they can point and go, see, you, rem- you remember that, right? 
Look, they're at an amusement park. Look, they're at Brookhaven Asylum. Look, they're at the mall. Look, there's a, you know. Yeah. But that's but that's it. It's real surface level shit. And that's a problem. And I guess MJ Bassett has come out in the years since and apologized for this film <laughs> and said that, that, you know, obviously no one sets out to make a bad movie, but I think the idea at the time, it sounded like the idea at the time was to make it both a sequel to the first movie and an adaptation of the game. But because of the changes that the first movie made from the first game, those two things are not compatible. So there's a lot of stuff in this movie that retcons stuff from the first movie. So you failed at that. You failed at making it a good sequel to the first movie. And in trying to stick to the movie story, you failed to make it a good adaptation to the game. So in trying to do both, you did neither. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and it seems like uh, she fully admits that. And so, you know, good on her. Yeah, this it's, this movie's just depressing to watch because it has so much <laughs> potential. Well, see, and for me, because I, like you say, I'm not as familiar with the games and the movies as you because it's been so long since I've touched any of them. My biggest problem with this movie was just, it was the writing. It's, it's scary action set piece, exposition dump. Scary action set piece, exposition dump. And that's the entire movie over and over and over again. There are so many scenes that are like six, seven minutes long. They're just people explaining things to her. Yeah, which is, in fairness, is kind of what the game is too, with a lot more walking around doing nothing. I think that I don't, I'm not really selling the game as good, but it is. <laughs> but, that's, but that's a format of a video game. You're in it. It's interactive. That yeah. doesn't translate directly to like the first movie finessed that a bit. You know, a good adaptation would finesse that a bit. And this, you're right. Yeah, this doesn't. It's just, yeah, <laughs> exposition, scary thing. You're right. Exactly. So it's the format of the video game minus all the walking, which isn't the most cinematic storytelling you can shoot for. Yeah, Sharon is having this nightmare about the carnival. And which shot for shot will become reality later. So it's not really a dream. It's not a nightmare. It's, I guess, a prophetic vision. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe another reason that they didn't, because you're they they're gonna have their own version of little girl dark Alessa, which the original actress would have aged out of. So you would have had to replace the kid anyway. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, she's not in this movie at all. Yeah, and then we see he's going by Harry Mason now, which was the name of the character in the original game. But in the first movie, his name was Christopher De Silva, who was kind of always just around the edges of the first movie because they, and this was years before anyone would have been complaining about it being too woke, but the male character from the first game was replaced with yeah, Ronda Mich Mitchell. So it was a female main character instead. And he was kind of her husband who's trapped outside Silent Hill and, you know, wondering where they've gone. Yeah, here he is. And you're just like, oh, wow, this is OK. So this is just a sequel to the first movie. OK, <laughs> but it all that air of all that mystery, all of that. ooh, like that shock of discovery of like, oh, I can't believe this is actually I've been this whole time. I've been playing a sequel to the first game and didn't know it. You know, that's just out the window. 
Uh, but the thing is, there's such there's a really great cast in this movie. Yeah, just going completely to waste because the next person <laughs> we meet is Martin Donovan, who is either a private detective or a homeless man. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but he's he's kind of following Sharon around on her way to school and stuff, trying to talk to her. And she's always like, get away from me, weird homeless man. You look like a homeless man, <laughs> possibly a detective. I can't tell, but he looks like a cliched version of both. Yeah. But Martin Donovan's always great. Another big problem with this is we spend way too much time with her doing real world non-Silent Hill stuff. Yeah. Being, being at school, introducing yourself, not getting along with other students. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's because in the game, you're at the mall and then the mall transitions into scary mall and you're like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then you're off to the races. There's no hanging out at school. There's no... You know, she's not walking around in broad daylight. Yeah. Which the the front half of this movie has a lot of her just just being a regular teenager in the regular world in broad daylight, and that no no no, that's not Silent Hill, my friend. So we already had uh shit. What's his name? Um, come on. <laughs> we're about we're about to greet uh John Snow. We yeah, already Harry. had. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I know his real name, Sean Bean's. Oh, oh, yeah. I why is this saying. not? Why is my brain not working right now? Oh, Ned Stark. Yes, thank you. God, where's? <laughs> yeah, and this this came out like a year after Game of Thrones started, so they were already playing pseudo father and son <laughs> on Game of Thrones. They have like zero screen time together in this <laughs> one one shot at the end, which I'm confident they were all three on separate green green screen stages anyway so but yeah kit harrington who luckily had game of thrones going at the at the time because this movie might have been the last you heard of kit harrington otherwise because man look i like that guy but is he capable of successfully hiding his accent because he's not doing it in this no it peeks at it peeks out like a ghost, like a shadow person around a corner in a YouTube <laughs> video. Every chance it gets, man. <laughs> Which would be fine if it was like because he's a new student at the school too, so maybe he transferred from somewhere. Except no one else in the cult of whatever hiding under Silent Hill that are his family that he grew up with. None of the rest of them have a fucking accent. Carrie Ann Moss isn't rocking up an accent, so. Where do you get this accent from? <laughs> he got it from me, Kit Harrington, and not knowing knowing how to hide it yet. But he plays Vincent, who again, there Vincent is a character in the game, wildly different than this character. Certainly not a love interest, not nothing like this character, basic basically at all. So Again, it's that well, we gotta have that character for the game, right? But we also wanted we also wanted to have her like a love interest to pal around with, so I guess it could just be him. Yeah. No, in the game, you're alone at all times. You don't have a buddy traveling around with you, so Well see, and I, um, I get why they do that in movies like like in Coraline when they added that that little boy that hangs out with her all the time. I was thinking about it the other day and it's so you don't have you know, the main character is alone all the time, like walking around talking to themselves and like yeah. 
or like you hear their inner monologue you got to give them somebody to talk to i guess and and work off of but yeah no yeah i yeah i get it i don't even care about that that much it's just because Roda mitchell doesn't have a character like that in the first oh that's true yeah. Well, I guess she does. She's got the cop, the lady cop who's walking around with her, but that's kind of kind of in the game too, so. Oh. I'm trying not to be too stickler of. But if you're adapting <laughs> something, like adapt, you know. Uh. Yeah, and it also the rules of like when when things transition to the cuz in the first movie like she's in the town of Silent Hill, the real one, and then you hear the siren and shit gets dark and the walls are peeling and you're in the the evil version or whatever, you know, the dark side version of Silent Hill. But this is happening to her, I guess, I guess because she's really Alessa. She's this powerful, you know, whatever that it's happening just anywhere. Like she's just in walking around yeah. school and all of a sudden the school is evil version of the school. Yeah. No, no siren, no warning, but you're not in Silent Hill. So she's taken, I guess she's a piece of Silent Hill. It's out. In the, but then this should be happening all the time. This shouldn't be the first time this happened to her. Right. It should have been happening her entire childhood. <laughs> like, so it doesn't really, I don't know, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We do see one of the, like the armless man, the straight jacket monster guy for a hot second. She sees him down the hall in the school. But I think if I remember right, that wasn't even a creature from the game. I think they made that up for this movie and then added it to later games afterwards. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's a cool, you see it and then you immediately go, but it, I will say this. This and Pyramid Head, and I guess the nurses are the only, visually speaking, components from the game that are like, you look at it and you go, oh, that's a Silent Hill monster. None of the other, everything else in this is Cenobite shit. Yes. Like, it looks like Hellraiser stuff. Which, and Hellraiser is, you know, an influence in, to some degree in places on Silent Hill. But the stuff in Silent Hill, the monsters in Silent Hill look like monsters from Silent Hill. They don't look like monsters from Resident Evil. They don't look like Cenobites. They don't look like, you know, they have a very distinctive, and the first movie nailed that. And I think the straitjacket guy here does. But everything else, everything else looks like Hellraiser stuff. And it's like, no, man, that's not the visual of this game, of this, yeah, of these movies, you know? Hey, remember how Martin Donovan was in this movie? And that's always cool because Martin Donovan is cool. <laughs> well, I <laughs> hope you enjoyed it because he's immediately killed. Because <laughs> he's, yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to, he kind of corners Sharon and has her kind of stuck in this elevator at the mall, which I guess you can just access this rickety ass old <laughs> elevator. But um, yeah, and then this Cenobite looking lady appears and cuts his fingers off in 3d because remember this was 2012 <laughs> so everything was yes. 3d so this is 3d and his fingers come flying at the screen and it looks i can't imagine it looked great in 3d it looks real dumb in 2d <laughs> so yeah so goodbye martin donovan <laughs> yeah, like, but he's he's trying to tell her about the order of val teal and stay away from silent hill or all this stuff but there's just there's not enough Maybe this is kind of video game logic at play too, but there's not nearly enough reaction from her to what her day has turned into. Yeah, I know. But like, like a minute ago, yeah, you, were, thing... you were at school, and then the school turned into a creepy, decrepit 
evil version of your school. And then you just went about your business for the rest of the day. You didn't immediately run home. You didn't immediately, you know what I mean? She just kind of rolls with it. Yeah. Well, like, and yeah, when they, when the scene at the mall is over, she's just walking down the street, talking to Kit Harrington, like, 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 I mean, she seems a little bit put off and maybe stressed, but not like you would expect you just watched this guy get murdered by a Hellraiser looking woman. Like you'd be freaking the hell out. <laughs> and she's just kind of walking down the street talking, you know? Yeah. It's just her and her and Vincent Kit Harrington, just palling it around, getting on a, on a city bus. I, I need to go talk to my dad. Yeah, you do. And you should be screaming the entire way there. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun little bit that I, I noticed with at this point, is that like time is very strange in this movie because like she she watches him get killed she runs and hides in like a janitor's closet in the mall for like 30 seconds she drops her jacket while she's in there she runs immediately outside when the janitor comes in as she's coming out they're wheeling the detective guy's body out and they've already found her jacket that she dropped like 10 seconds ago yeah, which will also come to nothing. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is some deleted scene shit and it was longer, but like, because you watch that scene, you're like, oh, the cops think she killed this dude and they're going to be looking for her the rest of the movie. Absolutely not. You will never see a cop again as long as this movie as the movie goes. So that's a pointless scene you could have taken out. It means nothing. Well, they do, they, they do show up at her and Harry's apartment and she Oh, and... that's true. Uh, it's in like like take off out the back door but yeah that is the last time you see them they never go back to those cops at all for any reason and so yeah they could have just been left out of the movie entirely but then also in the grand scheme of the movie then so they think maybe she has killed martin donovan they come to her house well see this is this is the difference between the game maybe maybe this is why they changed it because in the game at that moment, they would have come into her apartment and also found her father there dead. <laughs> so they would have been, you know, at the end of this, when she comes back to the real world, everything's not going to be okay because you're going to have the police looking for you for two murders. But I guess, you know, Sean Bean's body is not there in the movie. So, but they still have, yeah. still have questions for her at the end of this movie about Martin Donovan. So I don't know. Don't, don't think that far ahead. <laughs> but yeah, her and Kit Harrington show up at her place. Her father is missing. Someone is written in what appears to be blood. Come to Silent Hill. Is there an exclamation point? Because that's pretty funny if there is. I don't remember. Yeah, I believe so. And the anyone who plays the games will immediately recognize the seal of the Metatron, the symbol thing on the wall, and what looks like maybe blood. So now it's. I know okay, I know that crazy guy who got murdered by the Hellraiser was told me not to go to Silent Hill, but now I have to because I guess my dad is there. And she also finds all of his notes and stuff about, is it in his, because he has like a crate with the Seal of Metatron sign on it. Where did, where did you get yes. that? Because even yeah. from the mythology <laughs> of the, forget, forget the games, even just within the mythology of the movie, the first movie, he found this little baby that's like the reborn new version of his 
daughter or is that the game i'm maybe i'm confusing the game in the first movie but he definitely wasn't carting around a crate of shit like he just he got his kid and got the <laughs> fuck out of there and his wife is still missing but she can like talk to him through mirrors and like whatever man well that one scene yeah Ugh. but now she's stuck with vincent because she doesn't know how to drive so he has to drive her and they're staying at a hotel because i guess it's a, it's a long trip, I guess. I can't do it all in one shot. And uh, he very clumsily reveals that he's a child of the Order, that he was born and raised in Silent Hill, and that and then he pulls his shirt up, and he's got this he's got the seal of the Metatron like carved into his skin. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty silly shit. Yeah, it was very clunky and obvious, like. Like, as soon as he showed up, like I was like, "This, this is too much of a coincidence." He's he's wanting to hang out with her all the time for no reason. This girl he just met, and he's you know he's driving her up to Silent Hill. I'm like, "This, he's got to be in on this somehow." Well, yeah, because you're taking a character who in the game was you meet way way later in the game. He's like at Brookhaven Asylum, and he says all this mysterious stuff to you, and you know you know that he's related to things you know but and you're sticking that in the character that she's just like maybe this is my boyfriend and we're riding the bus like <laughs> you can't do that that doesn't work hey it's Heath here uh one little quick bit i wanted to edit in uh, amongst all the sea of negative negativity that you will be hearing in this episode about this movie <laughs> me and chris are taking to task uh i did forget to mention one big positive for me in this movie was the use of a lot of the uh, score themes straight from the game. The games have a really cool and haunting sort of these yeah, score themes and they use them a lot in the movie and that I appreciate. So never let it be said that I can't point out good positive things sometimes. So there is that. The, the, the score I appreciate. And I wanted to mention that. They get attacked by the Cenobite-looking lady again, who I guess... I'm just going to keep calling her that. The character... This creature probably has a name in the credits or something. Maybe it's the missionary? I don't know. But it's a very it's a very not Silent Hill-looking creature. Like, she has, like, circular saw blades in her head and blades for yeah. arms and, like, peeled-open skin that's tied back with strap. Like, it's such Hellraiser stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they get attacked by the Cenobite lady and then she just wakes up in Silent Hill. What what is the purpose? This is some more shit that doesn't make sense because when we find out what the deal with the Cenobite looking lady is, do you want her to come to Silent Hill or not? Because if you do, she was already on her way there and you can just leave her the fuck alone and not attack her. If you want her dead and not to come to Silent Hill, why did you attack her and then leave her and just let her wake up in Silent Hill? Apparently you brought her like what's what are you doing? What's your <laughs> what's your end game here? Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't understand that either, because later they reveal that they need her to be the vessel for their God or whatever when he comes back to Earth. Well, then why didn't she just grab her when she grabbed Vincent and just take them both at the same time? Mm -hmm. Why did she leave her there to wander into Silent Hill on her own? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, makes no sense. 
Yeah, why did you kill Martin Donovan and then just just leave her alone? Like, I mean, I got that she goes down in the elevator, but you're like a monster from another di- from an evil dimension. <laughs> and if you can't follow her down an elevator shaft, hire new help. I don't know. Uh, in Silent Hill, she comes across Deborah Kara Unger's character, who is from the first, again, a cameo from the first movie. That's pretty pointless. It's just more her talking more exposition at her. Because this was, this is technically, I guess, this is her birth mother, her real mother. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. They say in, yes, they say in this movie that Harry and Rose adopted her. It's stuff that only makes sense if you play the games. Watching the first, if you watch these two movies back to back, it's a weird retcon that makes no fucking sense. (laughs) Whatever. I should just stop comparing it so much to the games. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is a pretty pointless scene. I think they just wanted to get Dahlia Gillespie back in here for a hot second. Hey, you know what I do when I'm on the run in a spooky town? I immediately hide in a mannequin warehouse. <laughs> 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 like, what bad luck that of all the buildings on the this, this street in Silent Hill that you could choose to hide in, you chose the mannequin warehouse. Which I feel like, I'm wondering if it's if this got moved from an earlier moment, because the mannequin thing, the mannequin workshop is in the mall in the game. And in a way that, you know, that makes sense in logic. The mannequin warehouse is a room in the mall, not. So I don't know if they just moved that scene or if they just thought, well, the game, it was cool. And we had mannequins and we forgot to do it at the mall. So I guess we'll do it here for no reason. Yeah. Cause like, I thought, Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought when she walked up to the building, it just looked like a house. And then she goes inside, and it's this big, massive, like cavernous warehouse. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's not even <laughs> that's not the biggest problem with this place because on the table, she comes in, and there's a table with a unnecessarily nude lady on it, and it's the girl from high school who was making fun of her outfit. Oh, I didn't even know. How did she that. get there? And there's another girl who's tied up in like a web, who's like who has we've never seen before and she's like oh god we were driving and we got turned around in the mist and now i was here who's we who did you come with you can't just accidentally drive into silent hill that's the whole fucking point of silent hill is you've (laughs) you've been brought here for a reason depending on the game depends on what that reason is but you don't just accidentally stumble into silent like (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) it's i don't it's like they needed to have like a body count but they couldn't obviously you can't kill Sharing off, so I don't know. It's real yeah. <laughs> silly shit. But yeah, the girl who's making fun of her outfit then turns into a mannequin. The effects in this whole sequence are bad. Bad. Yeah. Like I know that it was 2012, and I know that this movie probably didn't have quite the budget that the first one had. I haven't looked, but I suspect. But woof. Yeah. Like I like the 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 concept and the idea of the spider mannequin, but they did not pull it off good. It doesn't look good. No, it looks like a jib jab. Like it's, it's bad news. <laughs> I I opened my email and the spider mannequin singing me a Christmas song. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's a spider made of mannequin parts, and it pulls the head off of the girl who just turned into a mannequin. It's chasing Sharon and this nameless tourist who it winds up 
pulling away and presumably killing or turning into a mannequin or whatever and Sharon escapes but it's more I mean I appreciate trying to stick in some, something scary here between the talking scenes but it, it comes it means nothing if you took this scene out of the movie it would have zero effect yeah. <laughs> whatsoever uh, meanwhile somewhere in the sanctuary of the Order of Valtiel uh, we have an albino Carrion Moss who is playing Claudia DeWolf, yeah, character from the game. She's intended to be the sister of Al Krieg's character from the first movie, but we don't talk about that. I think that's just a game thing. They have Harry. She does like brief. She just mentions something about my si- my sister's plan was this, and I'm going to do this instead, or something like that. Or maybe it was just in the movie and like, not in the game. Quick. I don't remember, but one of the two. But then, yeah, we they have Harry Mason tied up on this dumb looking stat. The, uh, the sets are also not good in this movie. Like this, no. this set looks like a fairly well done up high school auditorium. <laughs> like it's, it just, it all, everything just looks cheap, cheap. And maybe, maybe it's budget stuff. I don't know, but you would think the first one was a, a successful film. It made over a hundred million dollars. You would pump more money into the sequel, not less, but I guess it's six years later. So they were probably like, I guess we'll make another silent hill get get one out so, you know but we're not spending a bunch of money on it which was good because this one only made like half of what the first one made and i believe currently has a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> not that rotten tomatoes is the most important thing but 10 percent is pretty telling no matter what how you feel yeah. about rotten tomatoes so but yeah they've got harry captured they've got vincent captured claudia's vincent's mom yeah, the goal here is to get her back. I don't, I'm not going to get too in the weeds on the Silent Hill lore for people who haven't played the games. Because watching the movies, it's not going to make any more sense to you whether I explain it to you or not. <laughs> but basically, well, and this also retcon stuff from the in the first movie, they were doing a ritual and then an accident happened where the coals got tipped over and that's how little Alessa got burnt up. But in this one, like, it's her house they laid on fire? I don't I don't know. It's weird stuff. Yeah, and they and they said that they they did it on purpose because she was evil. So they yeah they were gonna like like burning a witch at the stake type of thing. Yeah, which is not the first movie at all. The first movie is they were yeah they she was a little girl. They were trying to use her as the vessel for this dark elder god of theirs to come through and possess. And it seems like in this one, they're saying that they succeeded. But in the first one, the whole point of the first one is, is that they fucked that up. She got burnt up and she's been alive in this hospital. You'll never see adult version of her in this movie at all. But she's been for years or decades even. She's been in this hospital room, burnt up woman being kept alive. And her pain and suffering is what has warped this town. Because her nurse, her nurse, despite being like good to her, got warped and turned into the evil nurses that we see every character in that first movie is every monster is some representative of someone in her life who she has warped the way she's warped this town. And then the second one, that's all forget all that. She's, she is the host of the dark God. Like, and she sent knowing that she's trapped in this hospital forever in this burnt up body forever. She sent like the good half of herself out in a new as a baby to like go like go live part of me should go and like live a normal life in a normal place and that's who the little girl in the first one was and but in this one like like she was a tragic figure in the first one where you feel for her and you're like i get why yeah. she did this and she destroyed you know warped this town and winds up at the end killing all the cultists and stuff but in this one dark alessa which is just adelaide clemens in 
preposterous looking makeup. Like the cheapest <laughs> shit you've ever seen. Like black circles under her eyes and black lipstick on. Like baby's yeah. first goth convention. And you haven't quite fig- <laughs> haven't quite figured out your drip yet. Like bad. Real, real bad. But in this one, she's a much more evil, like just mustache twirly level of evil. She's not sympathetic at all. She's like, yeah, I want like I want this to happen. I want the dark god to take us over and I need my good half back so we can join back together. So it it really retcons anything. It just scrubs the first movie away in a lot of ways. I don't know. Some bad decisions were made. This is already already <laughs> taking longer than I thought it would. Well, because we have fun talking. Yeah, she escapes from the mannequin place, and when you know it, she's right right next door. What is luckily is Brookhaven Asylum, where she <laughs> is it from her dad's notes that she even knows to look for Leonard Wolf. Where does she hear the name Leonard Wolf? No, uh, Vincent told her because it's his grandfather. He right, was like, right, 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 right. He's like, oh, he has he has all these answers. He'll he'll know what to what you should do. Which also doesn't make any sense because vincent knows vincent is like trying to do the right thing he thinks that she should be free and not have to absorb this dark god and destroy the world or whatever which good on him he knows his mom is crazy and evil he knows his granddad is crazy and evil why send her there right i guess to get the other half of the seal of metatron because she has half of it which how did harry get why did why does he only have half couldn't tell you and we have yeah we have malcolm mcdowell slumming it I mean, I guess he's slummed it a couple times in movies, but <laughs> really slumming it in here, as is Carrie Ann Moss, as is Sean B., as pretty much everyone is. But <laughs> yeah, he's chained up in this room in the asylum. He's been like willingly having brain surgery done. He's got a bunch of different sutures and stuff on his head from brain. For what purpose? Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> it's creepy and it looks cool. I don't know. And he's blind. But he's, yeah, he he knows she has the half of the seal of Metatron. Like, oh, let me see that. He's blind. Let me feel it. And he takes it. And he's like, oh, the other half is inside of me. And he shoves it in his flesh. And they join together. She shoots him with, she has a, what, what kind of gun is this, would you say? It's like, under, what, like a nine millimeter? Uh, yeah. It's not the fucking hand cannon it would have to be. Because she shoots him and he flies 15 feet across the room. <laughs> like like it's desperado like this is not a robert rodriguez film it's very silly and then he gets up and he's turned into a monster for what for why because he grabs her they get eight feet down the hallway and then she reaches in and pulls the completed sila metatron back out of him and he dissolves in a in a pile of smoke and ash and that's the last we see of that yeah pointless pointless shit a half-ass set piece that means nothing now she has the entire seal of Metatron, which also kind of comes to nothing. <laughs> like, I don't. Does it matter again that she has this? I don't know that it does. I can't remember what. It, I mean, it does something in the, later on, but I can't remember what. In the it's in the games, it has a purpose, but maybe it's like that since there's two halves of her, putting those together allows you the two halves of her to be together. I don't know. And then we get Pyramid Head, who again now Pyramid Head. The sort of iconic Silent Hill character. Very cool. Did not appear in the first game, but they put him in the first movie, I think, just because he's such an iconic, like, that's, you see that and you're like, oh, that's Silent Hill. So I get it. Just like the nurses weren't, the nurses weren't a part of the first Silent Hill game either, but they put them in the first movie in a way that made sense. They were Alessa's nurses, so on and so forth. Yeah. 
yeah. Those the nurses and pyramid had our characters from the second game for very specific story and character reasons. But I'm fine with seeing them here. Yeah. Because now at this point you just you have to have pyramid head because that's what everyone knows when you look, <laughs> you know. But in this one, he's cutting the... Well, it appears, I guess, by the end of the movie, we'll come to figure out that he's trying to protect and save Sharon. Because it looks like yeah. he's coming to attack her and missing and cutting off the arms of, in 3D. Cutting off the arms of these <laughs> people who are suddenly in their cells in this asylum that weren't there two seconds ago. And he's cutting all their arms off. But it looks like he's trying to attack her. But I guess he was saving her from being grabbed by the patient. I don't know turns out but he's kind of there for no yeah. reason especially since the next time we'll see him he is driving the merry-go-round <laughs> he's like the engine yeah. of the carousel real stupid and he's yeah. chained into like whatever that's not what pyramid heads about and here's some more absolute nonsense that i do not understand so the order the guys that the order sends out into silent hill wearing the gas mask they call them the brethren they bring vincent to the asylum to lock him in a room with the nurses. Why? Why? Right. For what? I really love that these guys are so used to dealing with the nurses that they have like shock sticks to keep them back with. And these these two these two grunts get murdered by these nurses instantly. But like so you have what you've collected all the nurses in one room. You have no reason to go there. Like you're bringing why are you bringing Vincent there? Are they going to do to him what has been done to Leonard? And start doing unnecessary brain surgery on him, but for, also for what purpose? Do these nurses have the manual dexterity required to? Because they seem just real <laughs> slashy, slashy. Not so much. We're going to perform brain surgery. So why? Why are they risking their lives and losing their lives to bring Vincent to this dedicated nurse storage facility? <laughs> like I don't, I don't have an answer for that. Oh, and you would think that they would like know the rules, but they. Like, if you stay silent, they won't move. But they're just sitting there talking and stuff, and that's how they get killed. It's like, you, this is your thing. You guys should know this stuff. Yeah, they're real nonchalant about the room full of murderous demon nurses that you could have <laughs> just not come into. <laughs> yeah. And when or, the nurses start coming towards them and stabbing them, they're like, hey, hey, back off. <laughs> you had to have been expecting this. Yeah, they're not, they're not rowdy teens at a Green Day concert. You're not <laughs> like you're not the security guys hey back up back up two feet no yeah and then the one yeah the one grunt gets killed and the second guy's like whoa, 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 whoa. like i don't know it's very silly and very dumb uh, but vincent is rescued by heather but i feel like it's just we do, we gotta have the nurses in here right what are the two things people love about like it's pyramid head and the nurses so we got to get those in here some by hook or by crook whether it makes any fucking sense or not but Heather saves Vincent from the nurses. They escape. Speaking of things that don't make sense, I love this next part where they, they go out and they're <laughs> from there. They go Man. out into the carnival area from her vision. And there Vincent's like trying to, you know, he's like, hey, come hide behind this thing, you know, and he's like, I'll lead them away. And he goes running off and like two of them chase him and immediately like three more of them find her. So him, Doing the distraction thing served no purpose whatsoever. It was completely pointless. Well, that is that is true. That's not the the nonsense I thought you were going to talk about. I have a different piece of this makes no sense. Vincent says she's like, why like why do they have gas masks? And he's like, oh, that's the brethren. They're the most like devout. Oh yeah. 
sect of the Order of Valtiel. They believe he says they believe that the air in Silent Hill will like corrupt you, so that's why they wear the gas masks. Okay, making it sound as if, but they're crazy. That obviously that can't be true because we're walking around Silent Hill without gas masks on, and we're just fine. So is my mom, so's Dahlia, so is everyone else you've met. <laughs> Does not wear a gas mask and they're fine. So those guys are crazy. Except five seconds later, when one of these guys gets tackled and gets his mask ripped off, and he immediately starts like black shit is going on his face. So they're right. Yeah. The guys with the gas mask are correct. If they don't wear gas masks, they're going to be poisoned and subsumed by the darkness of Silent Hill. But then why the fuck isn't anyone else? Why is it just it's so dumb? It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> that's some nonsense man unless it's like some magical thinking stuff where because they believe it it happens I don't know but that's <laughs> dumb too <laughs> it's like the secret gone really wrong it's just the power of negative thinking <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, dumb shit yeah Pyramid has there he's like hooked into the carousel and he's running it which is ugh, dumb evil Alessa who's Heather yeah, bad makeup job Everything about this scene is bad. The, the CG is bad. It's shot bad. The makeup is bad. But she's now she's in her nightmare from the beginning. Now she's on the carousel with the evil version of herself, whose mustache twirling at her, lights the crowd of people on fire for no fucking reason at all. Like who are these? Like all these like onlookers come running up to the carousel, and then she just lights them on fire. But it's like if you already have all this power, why? Like what do you even need? your good half for if you can do all this shit i don't know it all looks like shit it looks like shit and i don't know if that's if it's the forced 3d on top of it that now isn't 3d makes it look even worse but i can't imagine it looked good to start with i don't i definitely didn't see this in the theater which is actually kind of surprising but and i and i don't understand the point of this anyway because like she comes up to her and like grabs her and they merge but it's not like after that Heather gets her powers or she becomes evil and less or anything. It, nothing happens. She's just still Heather or Sharon or whatever you want to call her with. There's no added advantage. There's no, what was the point? Yeah. She doesn't now have, she hasn't turned evil. She doesn't now have dark Alessa's powers where she could use them in the fight coming up when, where she is absolutely useless. She doesn't. Yeah. It seems like it seems less that dark Alessa has recollected the good half of herself and is now complete and should be walking around as dark, evil looking Alessa then, but it's not, it's just regular old Adelaide Clemens looking like she has the whole movie, who I guess now has the dark half inside of her, but it changes. And yeah, it changes nothing. Eh, I don't know, but the, the carousel, just like in the game goes down, down, down like an elevator. Now you're at the sanctuary of the order of Altiel. They're standing on the big seal Claudia's there, and it turns out Claudia Carrion Moss is the Cenobite-looking lady. She transforms into her, which again, like, why? And then Pyramid Head comes in to save Heather from Claudia Cenobite lady, and they have a big, dumb sword fight in the fire, which should be, even though it's kind of antithesis of everything, like like a big action set piece like this with sword fighting is so not a Silent Hill tone but it should be the coolest part of the movie but it's not it just looks goofy and dumb but what is but again why does pyramid head need to protect her why is claudia turning into the cenobite lady to kill her like the whole point was to get her here you know what i mean yeah 
What is the it's goal? It's like they completely just they forget their goal of getting her to be the vessel for their god or whatever, and she just tries to kill her. Like it can't be as simple as she has she has to like go along with it, and she said no. So I guess we got to kill her. <laughs> like now, what? Then what do you do? You gotta wait another thirty years for another vessel to come along? I don't know. It's real dumb. But they, her and Vincent, grab untie Harry off this thing. The other cultists ain't got shit to do. They just stand around and watch all this happen. They don't try to grab them or, unless that was them getting set on fire. I don't know. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> but. Yeah, Pyramid Head and the Semite lady are fighting. He cuts her head off and just does a real slow, like, back I go and back. <laughs> like, he practically, like, stops and waves at them as they leave. He doesn't, but it's that kind of, like, we're going we're gonna to take a real slow shot of him, like, turning his back and, like, back I go to the salt mines. See you next time. See you in Silent Hill 3. And now everything's just kosher, Well, but they're back in, they're still in Silent Hill. They're still in the town that's enveloped in smoke and ash, which they give a real perfunctory mention of like, oh yeah, the reason that's happening was because there were coal fires that were burning under this town for a hundred fucking years, <laughs> you know, which is a big part of the lore, but they'd like forget that immediately. And it's yeah. all just because of Alessa or whatever. But Harry decides he's going to stay in Silent Hill and look for Rose who has been trapped here since the first movie also doesn't make it because you would yeah. think if Rose is just here, why hasn't she found them? You know? Yeah. Why isn't she emerging from the smoke and being, Oh my God, they're like now you can free me from silent. If you can just come and go as you fucking please, if he can just decide <laughs> to stay, why can't she just decide to leave? <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand why there's a parting of the ways. If that's the plan, why, why wouldn't Heather want to stay and be like, yeah, let's go find mom. Exactly. That's what we're going to do now. Yeah, he's like, you go, you got a boyfriend now, I guess. So you go. <laughs> but she still has evil Alessa inside of her. It's not like that was expunged from her. Like, you're better off here. You should probably not be out in the real world. <laughs> it's asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah, let's all stay here and look for mom. It's weird that she hasn't found us yet. But no, he's going to stay and do that. You go and live your life. Because you don't want to see your mom again, I guess. <laughs> and he just disappears in the fog. And then, on one hand, I appreciate, because there's about to be not one, but two, in a matter of seconds, two nods to other Silent Hill games, lesser Silent Hill games, that in a fan service way, I appreciate. But to anyone who doesn't know this shit, who's watching the movie, it's the most pointless nonsense ever. Because Vincent and Heather are hitchhiking out of town they get picked up by this trucker named travis grady who is and he's he says like oh, i haven't been this way in quite a while he's a character from a game called silent hill origins it turns out he was back in the day he was the guy who actually found baby alessa at the city like the town limits when her, the good half was expunged and brought her to it's a whole thing it's a whole game so that's who that is but it means nothing here unless you're saying that this guy no, because he wasn't part of the continuity. <laughs> Forget it. It's just, it's just a dumb, you know, piece of fan service thing. And then they drive off, and then entering into Silent Hill is this prison, like a prison bus with an accompaniment of police cars. Who are? Why is this on your route? The abandoned town that's been on fire underground for a hundred years. Why are you driving your like? There should just be barricades of like. In fact, in the first movie. 
there are barricades. There's a bridge that, like, the police are there. You don't go across this bridge. No one goes into that town. It's a whole scene with Sean Bean on the bridge. Like, you have to let me in there. My wife and daughter are in there. And they're like, no, nobody goes in there. That's Silent Hill. That town is defunct. No one goes across this bridge. In this movie, you just come and go as you goddamn please. Because <laughs> this prison bus, and that's a reference to Silent Hill Downpour, where, yeah, a prison bus crashes in Silent Hill, and you're the main character who was a prisoner. And you're running around Silent Hill doing stuff. So there's that, everybody. And that's the thing. All of the sort of fan service stuff, all of the, oh, you recognize this from the game. It's just so slapdash. It's so, we had it in a bucket, like, like rip-torn confetti. Rip Taylor, <laughs> not rip-torn. Just thrown into the air. And hopefully, hopefully you're happy enough to see Brookhaven Asylum and sort of the mall and references to two other Silent Hill games that you ignore how much we butchered the story from the first movie, how much we've butchered the story from the games and managed to succeed at being a, a good adaptation of neither thing. <laughs> and that's Silent Hill Revelation, a real fucking bummer. Because again, the first one is good. I'm super stoked and hopeful for Return to Silent Hill next year or whenever the hell it comes out. But this is, yeah, this ain't it. Not good. Bad, bad stuff. Final thoughts from you before I press the magic button and see what next week's movie shows completely at random from everything streaming will be. No, just, yeah, that was, that was a thing. And, uh, yeah, I just, my whole main overview of it was just, it was so much just back and forth between quick little set piece exposition up. And that just, it bugged the hell out of me. Cause I was like, you could have taken one scene like towards the end of the first act and done all this exposition and then just had the rest of the movie. Having it parsed out in these like twenty-minute segments is just—it's just weird, and dumb, and, and distracting. And yeah, the back half of the movie could have been a real sort of breathless, like constantly on the move, constantly on the run, like no time to stop and catch your breath. Horror. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's not. It's incrementally doled out to you <laughs> <laughs> in between people just saying nonsense and talking about lore that you've fucked up from yeah. the other movie and the other games so and i even noticed that there were there was one scene where somebody gives her exposition that somebody else already gave her mm -hmm. it's like we already know you already said this why are we dedicating another scene to it <laughs> well the, the idea is probably like look for people in the audience watching this in the theater who have never played a video game in their fucking life we really got to pound this like we really got to get across this lore and this mythos to them but if you have um, especially since you're changing so much from the first movie it's not it doesn't make any goddamn sense regardless like you can tell us as many times as you want it doesn't change the fact that especially imagine you're somebody who like oh silent hill 2 silent hill revelations comes out in the theater tomorrow i'm gonna go see it you know i better rent the first one or borrow it from my friend or maybe i have it i'm gonna rewatch that one because it's been six years I'm going to rewatch that one in preparation. And then you go to the second one and you're like, but that's, but the thing I, okay. Cause the thing you watched last night does not line up with the thing you're watching now in a lot of significant ways. So it, it's not helpful. Explaining over explaining it does not help when the thing you're trying to explain inherently makes no sense. So yeah, that's enough complaining about that. Bad movie, bad movie. Uh, pressing the magic button. Now next week's movie is. <laughs> next week's movie is Ponyo oh, Ponyo nice. Ponyo loves ham from 2009 
also it's, it's our third HBO Max in a row. HBO Max really getting its earning its keep this last couple this last month or so. Yeah, Miyazaki Espanyo from 2009 on HBO Max, uh, a delightful film that I quote at the very least every year around Christmas time because we have ham <laughs> we have ham for Christmas and uh, while the ham is being prepared and while the ham is being eaten, I will be running around the house shouting, Ponyo loves ham. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. This it's been not... a while for me since I've seen that. It's so it's good. It, it might be my favorite Miyazaki. I know that's that might be a controversial statement. I think for a lot of people, it's too cutesy maybe, but I just find it delightful. And I could use some delight <laughs> after things like Silent Hill Revelation. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's next episode. Ponyo... That'll be a good-ass time, because it's a good-ass movie. Where can people find you, my good man? See, I'm Project Nerd Shirt on most of my socials, but my Instagram, uh, Twitter is at nerd underscore shirt. I've recently started a TikTok channel where I am watching all of my movies from A to Z, uh, called Mr. Movie Nerd uh, 0209, or... Oh, shoot, I forget. It's Mr. Movie Nerd and then some number, I forget. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's going to be content for a couple of years because I've got dang near 2,000 movies on my shelf. So Yeah, and uh, some surprising inclusions that I'm noticing. <laughs> but you're definitely... You definitely well, I used to be this way, too, where you would just buy fucking movies. And maybe you never even watch them. Yeah. Like, you see a movie and you buy it. They, I definitely... And when I moved, I definitely have some that I bought sight unseen. I pared my collection way down and sold a lot of stuff when I moved just because it was, I had enough stuff to move, which I somewhat regret now. And I'm building my collection slowly back up, especially I'm replacing stuff with 4Ks and things. But yeah, so I definitely don't have the collection I used to have. I don't have the collection that you have. But yeah, definitely seeing some of the things that you've had on there. And it's like, why Why do you even own that? <laughs> like, why? Well, and, and as I. I said in one of the videos, I'm I'm watching everything yeah. on the shelf, whether it's my movie or my wife's movie. So I'm eventually going to be watching Bend It Like Beckham and the Legally Blonde movies and the Twilight movies. <laughs> Which, hey, whatever. But just me knowing you and knowing your taste, there were things where I was like, why do you even own that? And you were so fast to throw your wife under the bus. You were like, oh, that, that's Jamie's. I didn't buy that. She bought that. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Oh, I know. I know specifically what you're talking about. Yeah, we abduction was the first movie on my shelf alphabetically, <laughs> and yeah, that was one that we found at Walmart. And Jamie's like, "Oh, Taylor Lautner's in that. I want to watch it." I'm like, "Okay." Can you do? I am uh, <laughs> at Heath Lambert seventy eight on Twitter. The show is at that's a random P two. The show is also on a, a number of places under some form of that's a random that's a random pod that's a random podcast places such as slasher mastodon hive tiktok show as an email address that's a random pod at gmail.com artwork for the show by joe humphrey who is at mr joe humphrey on twitter and slasher i think that's it oh you just reminded me which i should mention since we are doing an episode on a horror movie i am also on slasher mm -hmm. i am uh, billy loomis 0209 on there yes yes and that'll do it. Silent Hill good. Silent Hill Revelation bad. Ponyo real good. <laughs> See you back here next week. For Ponyo. Bye, everybody.